Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Do it! Just do it! Expert in fucking power. Great power. For the fifth time, it's your boy, Sean. <laughs> What's up, Wikimaniacs? Welcome back to Reddit on Wiki. My name is Josh Shell, and I will be your host for today. With me, of course, is the punny poppy, Mr. John Consignato. What is up, John? I am your daddy. Jeez. Starting hot. No, no, no. Starting hot. (laughs) I should never start with John. I I always regret it. (laughs) You sure about that? Moving on. Joining us as, as well is our cool cousin, Sean Salvino. What is up, Sean? Cool. So is, like, John my uncle? Yeah, he's the creepy uncle. Makes sense. <laughs> what is this? What was that episode that you did, Sean, on the those family? Oh, the Whitaker family? Yeah, I feel like we're the Whitaker. Oh, now. God. No, I don't want to be them. I'm just going to start barking. I <laughs> have a sad story, it my friend. Sad. And our guest this episode is the host of Ye Olde Crime and Pineapple Pizza Podcast. And she is respectfully known as our pod mother. Please welcome Lindsay Valenti. How are you, Lindsay? I'm good. If we're the Whitaker family, should I be the one that's barking? I feel like that's what I should have been yes. doing when I came in. <laughs> you can bark at the assholes in this episode. Yes. What a pro, Josh. Good segue. Thanks. Thanks. In today's episode, we have a husband who starts acting strange towards his surrogate. Uh-oh. A woman who gets too close to her ex. A kid gets into some junk food. And then after the break, we are going to visit the subreddit r slash confessions and we are going to have our first Friday confessional. Oh, I'm so excited. Oh, my God. Finally going back to church. <laughs> I thought we were going to sing uh, Usher's confessions. Oh, part I mean, you. you can do that if, if you want when it's your time. I'll do it during the ad break. Yeah. There okay. You go. Perfect. I was going to sing. <laughs> for It'll us? be just for you guys. Yeah. I was oh. going to say we're not going to make that live. We'll make it live to the Patreon, maybe. <laughs> Ooh, $25 tier. Uh, if you're a new listener. <laughs> I don't know if you've heard my spiel yet. <laughs> Before we hop into the show, if you do have an Am I the Asshole story you would like us to cover, please send it to Reddit on Wikipod at gmail.com or DM us on Instagram or Twitter at Reddit on Wiki. Links for those are, of course, in the show notes below. On top of that, if you're a returning listener, please consider giving us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify or Podchaser. Or, you know, why not tell a friend about us? If you really like the show and want to get episodes a week early and ad-free, you can go to patreon.com slash cultivate podcast network and sign up to help support the show. I do. I do. You, Lindsay does I'm, support the show. I'm a good show, pod mom. Even though she is part of the network and could, we could easily just send yeah. her the episodes. <laughs> I love supporting my good boys. She's like, here's your allowance for the week, guys. Here you go, boys. You want some snack wheel cookies, too? Thanks, mom. <laughs> Now, I don't have a rhyme to move on to the next story, so we're just going to skip past it while I say sorry. Sorry, not sorry. 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 All right. First story of the day. Are you guys excited? I'm so excited. John looks excited. Sean 
could care less, I think. <laughs> I said, let's go. I oh. said, let's go. Rewind the tape. I said it in a calm voice as to not interrupt you, Josh. I said, let's go. We are turning Sean combative today. <laughs> wow. I'm just getting a lot of heat right now for no, for no reason. Stop picking on your cousin. I'm the uh, cool cousin, damn it. <laughs> you're a Texan. You're supposed to be an asshole. That's a stereotype, sir. Well, Josh really is nice. Josh fits the stereotype. <laughs> well, he does. Wow. He's such a sweet Canadian boy. <laughs> okay, we're going to move on before I get too uncomfortable. <laughs> such a sweet, sweet boy. Am I the asshole for telling my husband to stop disrespecting our surrogate? No. No. No, okay. Probably not by the sounds of it. but <laughs> By the sounds of it, I would assume. Let's hop into it no. and see how bad this story can get. Me, a uh, 34-year-old female, my husband Hunter, 37-year-old male, suffered from fertility problems. We recently decided to get a surrogate who's a friend of a friend. My egg was used, so no worries in this regard. Plus, our surrogate is a respectful, kind woman who's been keeping her part of the contract intact. But it's Hunter who's starting to act strange. I've noticed that he's been focusing all his attention on our surrogate, like skipping work to visit her or get her things she didn't ask for, chat with her all the time on social media, and constantly offer to do things for her, like drive her places, and sometimes even invite her out or offer to repair her stuff. She complained to me about this and even told me about things he's been doing that I didn't know about, like bringing her gifts. I tried to speak to him about what this looks like, but he said he's doing what he's doing for his son and not for her. Still, I asked that he tone it down and respect the woman's space. He got mad at me and accused me of being jealous of a woman who's carrying my own child and said that this makes me look bad. I said our surrogate was the one who complained about this behavior and he said that it wasn't true at all. Apparently, this made him somewhat angry, so I gave him some time to cool down. Yesterday, our surrogate called me saying that Hunter came over and told her guests to leave. Uh -huh. I asked, yeah, I asked why. And she said that he wanted to show her the $9,000 car he just bought for her. I'm sorry, what? Yeah. Without talking to your wife, 9000 I mean, that's cheap as far as car standards go, but I mean. <laughs> Sean's like, 9, that's a deal. That's a deal in my mind. That is a steely dealy, <laughs> but you don't, you got to tell your wife you're spending $9,000. I mean, they're oh, already yeah. going to be covering her medical expenses. She's getting paid yeah. to be a She's surrogate. She's already getting paid. Yeah. John, John can't even convince his wife to buy a PS5. And you'll chill. <laughs> when I want to order burrito bowls, I have to ask. <laughs> <laughs> if you want avocado, you have to ask. Yeah. That would be a dollar, sir. <laughs> You're over your budget. That's 250 extra. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. So he bought this car for her. She then goes on to say, I was shocked. She said she declined the car and asked him to leave, but he started arguing with her about using public transportation and risking our baby's well-being. I was fuming. I called him demanding he get home, and he did eventually. Once he got back, I picked up a fight with him and yelled at him by saying he's been nothing but overstepping, disrespectful, and inappropriate towards our surrogate. Again, he explained the car wasn't for her, but to ensure that the baby's safe. I told him to stop disrespecting the woman and stop using the baby as an excuse to stomp all over her boundaries. He ranted about how he was just trying to make this work and that I should do the same, if not more. He even accused me of not loving our son as much as he does. Oh, oh fuck that. brother. No. But this isn't the way and putting 9000 for a car without telling me. He left the yeah. house for a while, then came back and re refused to speak to me. I might have been hard on him. He might have just been oblivious. So I'm less sure seeing his reaction now. 
Am I the asshole? Absolutely no. not. No. My guy has zero respect for boundaries, respect for his partner and his wife and the surrogate. Like, goddamn, like how hands on you got to be for you to yeah. do that crap. That's too much. That is way too much. Yeah. I can understand to a point where it's like, oh, if the person carrying your baby is having a hard time with like struggling with money or struggling to maintain her living and helping her out. Sure, I could understand that. But this is like a whole new level of what the fuck are you doing? (laughs) It's one thing to like if she doesn't have transportation to like drive her to appointments like that. I could understand. Like, I want to make sure you get to the checkups because it's important for your health and the baby's health. That's one thing. Buying her a goddamn car is a completely separate thing. And the whole time you were telling the story, it reminded me of what is it called? Now I'm going to forget the name of it, but it's the movie that had Ellen Page in it where she was pregnant. Juno. Juno. Thank you. It reminded me of the Juno relationship with the surrogate dad when they were going to adopt her baby. Like it, it I forget. Was, Did he like hit on her or I forget what happened? Yeah, they got a little too close to crossing a line. He freaked her out and then he bounced and was like, I don't want a baby anymore. <laughs> and oh. then Jennifer Garner was like, but I do. And then they ended up still having the kid. But anyway, I got real bad. Uh, things are Is that Jason Bateman vibes. Yeah. Bad Jason Bateman vibes. (laughs) (laughs) Do we think like there? Do we think his intentions were more? Like, do you think he was trying to? I don't think he was trying to hit on her, but I think think he's maybe. But you would have yell at somebody, right? If you're trying to woo them. I don't know if you've been on the dating scene. I've heard a lot of stories from my female friends who are in the dating scene. That happens more than you would think. Yeah, that's unfortunate. Uh, Yep. Why don't you want to date me? I'm an alpha male. Fuck you. I didn't want to date you anyway. (laughs) I'm a nice guy, but my cock is huge and my parents are away. I'm also 39. And live in their basement, but it's cool because I decorated it myself with my adult money. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think he may actually be doing it for the baby, but he's like, doesn't respect his spouse enough to like include her in decisions for the baby all of this should have been like discussed went through the wife and discussed prior like you don't drop nine thousand dollars without telling your spouse i don't care if i don't know what the situation is even if he's like only technically the breadwinner of the family that doesn't matter you're still in a marriage you're fucking your lives are one essentially Mm -hmm. so you can't just be fucking $9,000. $9,000. Can you imagine if my, if my wife found out I just spent $9,000? Oh my. God. I do 50 bucks with my husband. Like if I am going to be spending more than $50 on something, I tell him Yeah. because yeah. we share finances. Like, damn, I don't do that. <laughs> Mine's completely well, separate. Well, in the same, he does the same thing too. Like if he's going to be spending more than a hundred bucks, he's like, this is what's going on. Yeah. You just let your spouse know Mm-hmm. what you're yeah, just purchasing. Communicate. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter if it's a big thing or a little thing. You just, you just say, Hey, I'm going to buy this. And then, I mean, obviously a car is more of a discussion, but if you're like, yep. yeah, a huge discussion yeah. <laughs> for your surrogate, not even for like, I don't understand, but I bought this for our son. Yeah. He can't drive it for another several years. But... years. Yeah. <laughs> don't you feel like it's super counterintuitive? Like he's trying to do all these things to possibly unstress her. But in reality, he's really stressing the fuck out of her for yeah. the surrogate yeah. to the point that it's like, yo, I'm uncomfortable. Chill. You need to chill. Like I'm carrying your kid. Yeah. Don't stress me out. <laughs> and I'm going to, I'm going to try and play devil's advocate here. So he was what? 37. He's 37 years old. Yeah. And they haven't been able to conceive and it's their first kid. 
it's entirely possible he's doing what he thinks is right to make her comfortable, to make sure nothing happens to the baby. But the way in which he is doing it is not okay. It's one thing to be like, can I give you something? Do you want, can I get groceries for you? Take take her to appointments, things like that. That's fine. Maybe not buy her a car. That's yeah, don't just, kick her guests out and and give her a car. Yeah, yeah. no, Ish. you make a you make a good point. I do feel for him in a certain way because they've clearly been dealing with this for a while. Mm-hmm. This sounds like it was their last uh, try. Yeah, their, it's, their last plan. Yeah, yeah try. Mm-hmm. So I could see in a way why he's so obsessive. Maybe he's just really really worried that it's not going to work out. I know a lot of people with fertility issues have a lot of miscarriages, so maybe he's just really cautious and has experienced too much. So I maybe not the asshole, but. You know, no, uh, no, he's um, still an asshole. Don't uh, get me wrong. He's still an I, asshole, but like a well-intentioned asshole. Sure. I think he's just <laughs> yeah. going to pull his head out of his ass. Yes. There you go. I think, <laughs> yes. I think he sees the whole surrogate thing as an investment and he's trying to just protect the asset. So he's trying to pour resources on the asset, but he's approaching it like an asshole. That's what he's mm-hmm. doing. Mm-hmm. I know you went, did that to be a pun, but that is disgusting if he looks at both of them as objects. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. All right. So we can, I think most of us are saying either asshole or, or being kind of asshole-ish in mm-hmm. this scenario. If not to the surrogate, definitely to the wife for disrespecting both of them. And, Especially and by being, saying that she doesn't care enough. Yeah, That's true. We trash. didn't talk about that enough. Yeah, you're right. He is an asshole. You're, you're correct. <laughs> so we're going to move on to our second story. Am I the asshole for being too close to my ex-husband? And too close is in quotation marks. So clearly someone said that to her. Six years ago, I got divorced from my now ex-husband. There was no drama that led to this. We simply realized we were no longer happy or in love. So it would have been a clean break if not for the fact that we had a daughter who is now 11. Neither of us wanted to lose full custody of her or miss important moments in her life. She is the most important person in both of our lives. And we debated on trying to make it work just for her, but realized that would only lead to the three of us becoming miserable. So we entered an arrangement many would view as unconventional. When we sold our house, we used the money to buy two semi-detached homes that were joined and had a door installed between them. The construction company tried to warn us against this as it would affect the resale value, but neither of us had any intention to sell, so we had them go ahead with it. Oh my God, this is just a run-on sentence. (laughs) (laughs) And Uh, breathe. So we had them go ahead with it. We also had them take down the fence between both of our back gardens so that our daughter would have an extra large backyard to play in. Many of you may balk at the door, but there was an agreement. It is strictly for our daughter's use and neither of us can use it, barring an emergency, say a fire, a medical emergency, or something being wrong with our daughter. She has two bedrooms, one in each house, and every day she can pick where she wants to have breakfast, dinner, and sleep. That's kind of a cool idea. I mean, if you can make it work, that's cool. In theory, yeah, it's kind of cool. I won't lie, it was awkward at first, but for her sake, we made it work and even regained a lot of friendship we had lost, though it was, of course, strictly platonic now. Last year, my ex-husband married his girlfriend of three years, a lovely woman who I'm actually friends with, and I was even a guest at their wedding with my daughter being one of their bridesmaids. All in all, it is an arrangement that everyone is content with, except for my boyfriend who I started to date two years ago. He understood the arrangement entering into the relationship, and while he said it was a bit weird... He never protested it, and it all seemed well. Things are getting more serious, and we've been discussing moving in together, and he has made it clear that he wants me to move, as he doesn't want to live next door to my ex-husband. I understood that, but I told him that it wouldn't be happening, as my daughter had to come first, and our arrangement gave her a stable upbringing. 
He got upset with me and asked me how he was supposed to be a father to my daughter when she already had a dad literally a wall away. I won't lie, this took me by surprise as I had no idea he wanted to be a father to her. I told him gently but firmly that he wasn't her father, that she already had one and even her father's wife didn't try to be a mother. Instead, she calls her by her name. I told him if he wanted to be any kind of familial title, he could be an uncle, but I wouldn't give him permission to take her father's title when he is very much involved in her life. He told me if I loved him, I'd move for him. And despite me trying to tell him I do love him, he isn't listening. Am I the asshole in this? This one's a toughie. I'm going to say no. If you boil it down to what the root cause, not the root cause, but boil it down to what's really important. It's their relationship with their daughter. Mm-hmm. And yeah. as if, if the daughter wasn't in the picture, then yes, I would have said like, girl, you got some issues. Yeah. But mm-hmm. because the daughter is the center of their life and the fact that the other party has an understanding and it's the boyfriend that's kind of like the outlier. I'm going to say no. Like it's there's there's an understood arrangement here and that's worked for the co-parenting, I guess. That's their right. form of co-parenting. Yeah, yeah, I think I agree for the most part. It's just like the whole you're not going to be her dad thing is like harsh. <laughs> that, yeah. I, think, I mean, harsh. They, they are just dating. They're just moving out. But yeah. I mean, they're not like engaged or anything. But it's like eventually you would want to reach that point right yeah but like i i get it like it's different if the father has passed away or something like that or if he's not in the picture like he's exactly he's still alive but he's not an active parent yeah because he's never going to be her father no matter what Mm -hmm. he could be a stepfather to her and a father figure people call their stepfathers you know dad dad, yeah father sure like you can't you it sounds harsh saying he could never be that child's parent you know what i mean because I have friends with adopted parents or friends that have like stepdads and they consider them and their biological dad is also still in their life. A hundred percent. Right. Both dads. A hundred percent fine. Like, that's the thing. It's OK. Well, and I feel like given the age of their child, wouldn't it be up to her to decide her how choice. she wants to refer to him? I mean, she's yeah. old enough yeah. where she would be able to be like, yeah, I want to just call you by your first name or sure. I want to refer to you as my dad. But right, yeah. again, she already has one that lives literally right next door, if not with her, depending on what house she's living in at that point in time. I feel like as the boyfriend coming into that situation, it's really kind of a weird situation. But yeah, she's not an asshole for being like, I'm going to put my kid first because mm. oh, definitely not. the kid yeah. was there first. You don't mess with somebody's kids. And that's just something you need to know going into a relationship with someone who has children. If it's a healthy relationship, it's the kids are always going to come first. As our yeah. pod mother, we come first to you, right? Yeah, you yes. guys always come first. <laughs> I send you money. I send you gifts. You do. <laughs> you show up on our show. <laughs> I do. The only thing I would push back on is I get it's a weird situation, but if you're coming into that situation knowing this is the situation and and you want a relationship with this person, you have to be comfortable with this situation. Like mm-hmm. this is not comfortable necessarily, but you have to go into it with an open mind. And I'd say the only really asshole-ish thing he said was she has to move because he can't be a dad if the dad's there. Like, that doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, you can still be a father figure without being her dad. Exactly. Even if he is right next door, you're still going to be in the one house that she lives in 50% of the time. You're still going to be a father figure to her or or a parent figure, at least. Um, Whether she calls you dad or not is whatever. So this is what just came up in my head. If this is such a shock, like maybe he hasn't ever brought this up because maybe he's never thought about it until then. Like he just wanted to move out 
for his own selfish reasons, maybe. And whenever she was like, oh, it's about the kid. And then he tried to make it about the kid also. I don't know if that makes sense. Oh, I, like he I want you to move out. But <laughs> like deep down, his real reason is he, he doesn't want to be close to the husband. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. And then when she was like, well, it's about the kid. Then he was like, well, I'll never be as like if he really wanted to be a father figure <laughs> sometime within those two years, you would be like, hey, like I want to be a father figure for your daughter. You know, you think that would right. pop up sometime in two years. You think so? so? Just like a last ditch effort to make her move yeah. out. It is an unconventional co-parenting style because they're literally right next door. They're literally right there. There is just a door separating you from that house and that household. So I could get how maybe part of it isn't necessarily that he doesn't want her to be close to her daughter. Maybe it's more of a, we should be able to do our own thing, regardless of what your ex-husband and his new wife do. You know what I mean? Like more of like a, we should be able to be autonomous without the whims of your ex and his wife. Right. My only pushback would be he's been here for two years. Yeah. That's that's the other caveat is like, you should have known at this point what you have gotten yourself into. Yeah. Or brought it up at some point. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. And just realize this is not going to be happening. I think you guys all make a valid point about the daughter being at an age already where like she can kind of make a decision. But I think... I I do say that she's not an asshole, like when it comes to that terms, but I do think that she also needs to think of a contingent plan on how their life is going to be like when the daughter is like of age to move out. I just feel like they're trapping themselves in that living situation. Like your daughter's going to grow up someday and she's going to be her own person. What are you going to do in the future to kind of move on on that fact? I think Mm -hmm. her her approach is kind of like very nearsighted and just just thinking of the immediate situation. But I think like she just needs to see the big picture down the line. Like what's going to happen with her relationship when her daughter becomes older? Yeah. The the door is weird. I'll admit that. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. you could just have her go outside to the other door. <laughs> like, yeah. But I'm not going to hate on them for making it work. And you're yeah. definitely not the asshole. I think we've all agreed yeah. on that. Yeah. I don't think yeah. the boyfriend's necessarily an asshole unless like Sean said, he pivoted his argument to be around the kid. <laughs> but yeah, uh, we uh, we don't have any uh, proof around that. So no one's the asshole. It's just an awkward situation. situation, awkward situation. Yeah. Fun fact, Tim Burton and Helena Bonham Carter also have a house set up like that. They live Ooh. in two separate houses and there's they're connected for their children. Oh. Interesting. My fat ass thought of Tim Hortons. <laughs> Do they have a door? <laughs> yeah, there's it's literally a hallway that connects their two houses. Oh, wow. Don't know if I'd do that, but good for them. (laughs) They've got the money. It's fine. Exactly true. They're probably never there anyway. Probably not. (laughs) All right. Moving on to the next story. Am I the asshole for getting upset with my best friend's son for giving my son cake? Sorry. (laughs) Kind of cake. No cake for you. (laughs) What kind of cake would offend you the most, John? What cake? Oh, my God. I do not like (laughs) carrot cake. You don't like carrot cake, really? Carrot cake's pretty solid, man. It's not like my go-to, but I'll eat it. No. It's Actually, good. no. Uh, you know, Anything I like with raisins in it. Oh, I don't put raisins in it. That's weird. <laughs> there are some carrot cakes that have raisins in them. That's why I that was is, like, mm. that is a crime. That is a hate crime, and I will report that. If someone fed <laughs> me that, I will report the shit out of that person. <laughs> That's like when someone gives you chocolate chip cookies and then and you it's eat it. raisins. It's actually raisins. And you're like, what the fuck? You are the asshole if you do that shit to me. You're the asshole. They're just chocolate covered raisins. We're getting so mad. We haven't even gotten to the story. How dare you? 
All right. My son is eight years old and recently attended his friend's eighth birthday party. This friend is my best friend's son. I don't let my son have any slash much junk food at all. And usually he brings his own snacks. For this incident, it was a carrot stick and ranch to events that have lots of sugary foods. So he brings carrots and ranch. He's the life Just, of the party, this child. My <laughs> this God. poor kid. Oh, God. My best friend bakes a lot and made a special chocolate cake for her son's birthday. When it comes to my son, I don't let him have cake. That was unspoken. You didn't have to say that, but... <laughs> it was implied. Yeah. This is a personal preference for his health, not any allergy reasons, and he is not diabetic or gluten-free. My son knows he isn't allowed to have cake because of the additives. When he told his best friend this at the party, his friend apparently got upset and told him that it was, quote, good cake and not bad cake. <laughs> bad, like I say, because his mom made it and it was his birthday cake. My son ate the cake and got a sugar rush and crashed, making him cranky for the rest of the day. I told my friend she needs to have some kind of consequence for her son to teach him not to peer pressure other children into eating things they are not allowed to have. <laughs> she said because it wasn't an issue of allergies or health that she's sorry my son was cranky, but she won't be punishing her son or talking to him about it on his birthday. Uh -huh. She also says that she'll watch him more closely in the future as well as having a chat with him on another day about respecting food habits. And then in brackets, she says, I love my friend, but historically she and her husband have always said yes to their son and not given him any consequences for anything. Both of us were present at the birthday party and did not see them sharing the cake. They were outside eating in the backyard with their fathers and some other parents supervising while we cleaned up. So it's not an issue of anyone going behind anyone's back, just teaching children boundaries and respect. I let my son stay for the rest of the party and be with his friends, so it's not like I ruined the day. Am I the asshole for being upset with my friend's son and the fact that she won't punish her son for pressuring my son into eating cake? Yes. Yeah, you are. You are an <laughs> yeah. asshole. And here's why. Here's why you're an asshole. It's a goddamn birthday party. There's going to be cake at the birthday party. If you don't want your son to have cake at a birthday party, you tell your friend, hey, please don't give my son a piece of cake because I don't believe in cake. God forbid your son have an ounce of happiness exactly. uh, for, for once in his life as someone who enjoys desserts and food. Yeah. You are yeah. absolutely the asshole. It's like... Yeah, there's no allergies. It would be scary if the kid was allergic or gluten, had a gluten intolerance or some some shit. Mm -hmm. yeah. But like, if that were the case, then like Lynn said, you would tell the other parent, hey, these are the dietary restrictions on my kid. Yep. They can't have this. They can't have that. But you just, no problems. <laughs> Throw your kid into the birthday party. <laughs> not watching the kid. Shit's going to happen. Cake's going to be eaten. And it's fine. He's cranky for one day. Yeah. Not even a yeah. day. That's just like it. the rest of the day. So yeah. And you know yeah. what? If anyone's the asshole, it's your husband for not watching your son and oh, letting bam. him eat the cake. The husband's probably like, well, I don't know, but he's probably like, yeah, whatever. Let him have cake. He's like, he's like just hide behind the swing set, son. He's like, let them eat cake. Yeah. <laughs> she literally decapitated him as soon as they got home. Yeah, exactly. How dare um, you? I think I was I was convinced like 100% certain she was the asshole whenever she was talking about her best friend's parental style and i'm like ah you don't do that you don't yeah. fucking do that yeah, you, don't you don't tell do a parent how to parent yeah, no you don't do that shit no you're an asshole yeah you're the asshole for sure ah damn i'm gonna be different oh okay I'm, okay i still say she's in john's like the eight-year-old's a fucking asshole <laughs> <laughs> no I'm, i wouldn't say like she's a full like i feel like you guys are saying like she's full-on asshole right is that the consensus? Yeah. I think she's just asshole-ish. She kind of made it clear from the beginning. Like, hey, we live a certain lifestyle. And that's just, I don't know. And I just feel like if the her and her friend are pretty close, she should kind of know that 
that's how they live if they're sure it's implying that they're close based on mm-hmm. the thing but it's a fucking it's, eight-year-old party <laughs> what do you expect you can't assume that everyone's and remember how their friends True. live their lives there's yeah, like, there's 10, 20, 20 kids running around at a fucking yeah. birthday party. You're not going to remember which one has, you know, is allergic to peanuts. Don't and, don't send your kids to any. If I have kids, don't send them to my parties. I will not keep track <laughs> of them. <laughs> I'm going to put them underneath the pinata and have them have their mouths wide open as the candy falls out. But I think it's your son. You're responsible for them. If they eat something they're not supposed to, that's on you and mm-hmm. your spouse. It's not on anyone else's unless they're literally force feeding him the cake, yeah. which doesn't sound like the kid was. Mm-hmm. And even then, it's an eight year old kid who you can't get mad at him. Like he's not, he doesn't know what quote unquote bad preservatives are <laughs> you gonna burn that shit burn that shit off like so fast they run around like <laughs> yeah <laughs> with the metabolism as an eight-year-old yeah, yeah. <laughs> well and the kid is like my mom made this why don't you want to have the cake my mom made he just wants his friend to have a piece of cake it's not like to he's enjoy. asking his friend to shoot up heroin or something you know like <laughs> But he could in a few years, Lindsay. <laughs> because he had that sugar. It's a gateway it's drug. A gateway. It's a slippery slope. Is that booger sugar that you got me <laughs> sniffing around? <laughs> so I think we're in agreement. 100% assholes, I believe. And with that, we will move on to our ad break. So stay tuned because when we come back from the break, it's time for confessionals. So time to... Oh, this is dump. when I sing. Oh, yeah. Time to get on our knees. No, please don't. And now she's pregnant. <laughs> please, please don't. Where's my nine thousand dollar car? These are my confessions. <laughs> Enjoy <laughs> these ads and <laughs> Sean sings. Uh, a chick on the side says she got one on the way. These, these are, are my confessions. confessions. Man, I'm thrown and I don't know what to do. Wicked maniacs! It's gonna be May, and you know what that means? Warmer, sunnier days are upon us. And wouldn't you rather spend your time doing something else instead of having to plan your next meal or spending precious time driving to the grocery store? Factor's fresh, never frozen, ready-to-eat meals are delivered right to your door. Factor takes the stress out of grocery shopping and meal planning. Plus, by supporting Factor, you are also helping out your boys. Sean, tell everybody what Factor offers. Easy. Factor has 35 chef-crafted, dietitian approved meals to choose from every single week. But wait, there's more. Factor also has more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week. So you'll always have new flavors to explore. Your boys always want you to treat yourself. So why not make your day delicious by eating Factor's restaurant-quality meals with premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. The kicker, all done and ready to go in two minutes or less, plus no cleanup after. Do you know what I can do in two minutes? You see, John, this is why we don't do ads with you anymore. But Wikimaniacs, head on over to factormeals.com slash wiki50 and use code wiki50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code wiki50 at factormeals.com slash wiki50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Thank you, Factor, for supporting the show. We are back from our ad break. Thank you, Sean, for that beautiful singing. Thank you. You're welcome. For those watching, we're really getting into character here today. Yeah, so Josh is a Darth Maul. (laughs) Darth Maul Maul Jesus. Father Darth. (laughs) You know, with all our TikTok fame, I figured let's up the budget. 
And uh, <laughs> motherfucker, fix your background first <laughs> if you're trying to help the budget. You look like you're gonna murder us. <laughs> you're confessing your sins to me, goddammit. <laughs> hey, watch your mouth. Oh, yeah, we're in church. That's the most culty thing you've done in a while. <laughs> in a while. <laughs> he hasn't had new episodes out, right? Chill. It's true. Yeah, it's chill. The fucking itch is happening. We're watching it live. This is He's going to ask for tithes next. <laughs> I'll demand them, actually. So today I went to, well, it wasn't today. Whenever I wrote the script, I went to r slash confessions on Reddit. And today each one of you is going to confess something to me as if you were the Redditor writing the confession. So, Lindsay, if you cool. wouldn't mind, please start off the confessions today. So Can act I like you're coming into to, into the booth, whatever it's called. I forgot what it's called. The confessional, confession booth? <laughs> confessional <Okay>. booth. <laughs> should, I, should I sit so um, I'm like looking at you? Is it called a pew? Yeah. It's definitely not a pew. Is Jeff. it not a pew? Is it a pew? Pew's a seat, right? The pew's the chair, my oh, guy. So I, don't, I don't go to fucking church. <laughs> a pew is the like bench that you sit on. I don't fucking no no it's the noise laser guns make idiots <laughs> <laughs> yes darth maul Maverick. that's mr darth maul to you <laughs> father darth maul forgive me father for i telporionite have sinned uh yes my child confess your sins to me is that what well, they say yep <laughs> i didn't look up any of that i just got the costume and i yeah, said no. that's all what you said sounded way worse okay what do they say uh as someone who's done a lot of confessionals sean yeah they're just like uh you, you say forgive me father for i've sinned they're like okay and then you you say all your shit and then they're like you know the act of contrition and fucking catholic shit no one cares no one cares okay okay <laughs> do i have to do hail mary's afterwards yeah because i can do <laughs> hail mary's that's when you throw a football really far right <laughs> yeah. Which I can throw a football over the mountains <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Uncle Rico. Chill. Please continue. All right. When I worked as a valet as a teenager, I chipped the paint on a $90,000 car and never reported oh. it. Later, when I gave it back to him, he tipped me 20 bucks. Wow. Please, please continue with the story. I've always been a great, careful, confident, defensive driver. Drove extremely carefully, especially when they belong to other people. Even if it was busy, I wouldn't rush. That's what she said. That wasn't it. I forgot. What did you what say to me? <laughs> this is church. Sorry, Father. Sorry, Father. Sorry, Father. I've sinned again. <laughs> That's sin number two. Sorry. Even if it was busy, I wouldn't rush. That wasn't it. I forgot which model this car was, but it was some kind of Alfa Romeo, I believe, with a very long bumper pointing forward. Very sharp. That's what God drives, I think. Maybe. I don't know. Fucking chariot. <laughs> well, when I went to park, I pulled forward just barely too much to where that pointy bumper smacked into the concrete wall. Very little damage. It got a little scrunched up and stripped the paint from that pointy part. You know, the front bumper. Made a fucking loud bang, though. I'm sorry, Father. Sorry, Augusta. Holy. That's third sin today. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Going to hell. Very embarrassing. I was 18 and wasn't told about any insurance from the valet company. I didn't know shit. Sorry, that's my other bad. I'm sorry. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I thought I would just be indebted to this guy. And he was so nice and cool. All smiles. Tipped me $20 and went on his way. I'm nice. so sorry, guy. I still feel guilty years later and will never brush something like that under the rug again. Or my rug. I was going to forgive you. 
<laughs> One line too many crossed. I'll go bathe myself in holy water. Yeah, just don't do that. Just use the hose outside. <laughs> yeah, apart from the swearing, you know, watch watch your language. It's uh, sorry, Father. It's not polite in in church. But so you're 18. You made a mistake. You are forgiven from all your sins, and God forgives you. I don't I don't know what they say at the end either. So <laughs> that's, again, I did not look this part up. <laughs> all right, you you may you may go. Thank you, Father. Next. Forgive me, Father, for I, yeah, pits, underscore yes, have done a bad, bad thing. All right. You know, it's forgive me, Father, for I have sinned, but it, that's it's OK. You know what? Just you continue. wrote the script. Continue. You fucked up, Father. <laughs> I, I didn't write this. You're you're ad-libbing now. <laughs> you did. I'm reading from a script, Father. No, 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 no. This I wrote it properly. Oh. Alright. Anyways, I dropped a baby when I was about nine. <laughs> Holy oh, shit. shit. Okay. And uh I never ever told their mom or my mom. Well, okay, pretty pretty bad. Please please continue. Tell me what happened next. So I was like nine or ten, and my dad's best friend got a new girlfriend. And she had a kid. We met up for drinks, and after they came back my house for a bit. And I took her son to go and watch a film. And while I was carrying him out, he was so heavy. So I dropped that motherfucker. <laughs> Jesus. This was a baby? So why is a baby God. watching a film? What kind of film? <laughs> Please wait your turn for confession. <laughs> hey, actually, father, that's fucked up, man. He dropped a baby? Holy shit. Father, open. I thought these were soundproof. God damn it. As a Catholic, they're very much not soundproof. Nah. Please, please. Sorry for that interruption. Please continue, sir. I'm tired of these goddamn people interrupting me all the time. Hold on. Anyways, father, I digress. He was like one and that bitch started crying. Everyone heard it and I just blamed it that he wanted his mom. We never saw her again. Uh, well... Uh, I assume the baby was okay. Did you kill the mother? Sorry. <laughs> you did make an accent that did sound like you murdered her, but... Never saw we never her again. Saw her again. <laughs> never saw her again with my the waffle end. fries. Yeah, I was going to say, you sound like the waffle fry guy, the Chick-fil-A guy. <laughs> That's what I was going for. <laughs> well, sir, you know, you were nine... I assume the kid grew up okay. So, you know, we make we all make mistakes. You you are forgiven for your sins. God forgives you and you can get into heaven or whatever you believe in. Peace out, father. Please let the next person in who was shouting. Sean, get your Please leave the confessional. You dropped a fucking baby. <laughs> Holy shit, you're going to hell for sure. We'll wait to hear what you did, sir. <laughs> Before we pass judgment. I hate how you made me go last because Linz and John are going all out on voices. And I'm going to tell you right now, could it be me? We'll pretend this was you. But I also don't want this to be pretended as as me because I did not do whatever this person. Oh, God. The first sentence, I'm already like, this is bad. Please, uh, please go ahead, sir. Forgive me, Father. Or Jesus Christ. (laughs) He's not here right now. Yeah, he's, he's left the building after the baby dropping guy. <laughs> he's like, I'm out. I hate this. Uh, okay, here we go. <laughs> Forgive me, daddy, for I have fucking been 
a naughty boy. Well, <laughs> did you mean to put frucking or did you, did you uh, mistype that? I didn't, I didn't put any of that, sir. Uh, this is you talking. Um, this is your script. Okay. No, no. Fr- frucking is the username, but it's, it's, oh. For, <laughs> oh, forgive me, daddy, for I frucking have been a naughty boy. Gotcha. Much better. Gotcha. Much better. There gotcha. you go. Continue, sir. As a nanny for a family with three kids, I stole the mom's diary and read it. Okay. It's not too bad. It's pretty chill. Yeah. Pretty chill. Continue. Right, please. So I'm good to go. Okay. No, no, please, please tell me the rest. I want to, I want to hear. Stealing right. is not, is on the no, no list. I think the top 10, no, no list. Oh, top 10, no, no list. That's what Moses had on the, that's what written on the, that's what they call written it. on the stones. <laughs> top 10, no, no's from Moses. Uh, anyways, normal family with one boy and two girls. However, the mom was a doctor in the maternity ward and would deliver babies all night and sleep all day. She was kind of detached and unfriendly. And again, she slept all day. One time while she was gone, I found empty tubes of morphine in her drawers. Then I got curious and read her diary. Turns out the oldest child, the boy, was from a previous boyfriend who was an abusive alcoholic cokehead. Oh my she left him took the baby and started a new life having two children with her new husband. I worked for them for years and they never told me. I don't think the kids know either. They all look the same and you could never tell. Eventually, I developed my own drug habit and stole her morphine tubes and was shooting up in front of the (laughs) youngest baby. Holy, even driving them to school. I still feel bad about it. And I should. I think I'm just going <laughs> to see my way straight down to hell. Uh, wow. Driving. Actually, Father, you're good. You don't need to tell me anything. Yeah, I know. I, I, I should have probably led with that line, sir. Um, the, the stealing part was the least of our concerns in that. Uh, yeah, you're definitely, definitely not getting into heaven. I'm, I apologize. Please, please leave before we burst into flames. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I'll take the baby dropper, too. This motherfucker okay. dropped. Yeah. This motherfucker blaming me. Next thing you know, you're shooting up shit in front of a kid, motherfucker. <laughs> Sir, I asked you to leave. <laughs> nah, this motherfucker talking shit. <laughs> Take the baby and run. Oh my God, you're back. <laughs> Why are you still here? She was looking for parking. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> I need my parking validated, priest. <laughs> well, talk to the first lady that came in. Uh, she's really good at it. She scuffed my car. <laughs> I'm, I'm probably the best driver, technically. I was driving while high on morphine. No problems there. I didn't ding up anybody's car. That is true. That we know of. (laughs) All right. Thank you for whatever that was. That might be the last time we ever do that again. Uh, I apologize to to everyone who was involved there. (laughs) That was fun. I'd do it again. Yeah, and I think if I went to confession now, they would also deem me not able to go to heaven. So, you know what? It's uh, it's all good. So, that is the episode for today. What did you think of the assholes? And what did you think of confessional time? Should we do that again? Or should we be banned off of every platform and never allowed to speak again? These are my confessions. Let us know in the comments or on Twitter and Instagram at Reddit on Wiki. If you want to hear more, please consider subscribing to the show and giving us a rating and review on whatever platform you are on. Before we head out for today, Lindsay, would you mind telling us about 
not your confessions anymore. <laughs> but, uh, I don't got any more. Sorry. Yeah. Ye old crime podcast and pineapple pizza podcast. Would you mind telling us about your podcasts and where we could find them? Sure. Uh, Ye old crime podcast. I host with my sister Madison, where we talk about crazy historical cases pre 1900 and pineapple pizza podcast. I do with Emily and Ashley from Drink Drunk Dead and Studying Scarlet. And we talk about myths, urban legends, and cryptids from different regions around the world and incest and cannibalism. Oh, so goodness. if oh. that's kind of the things that you're into, you should check us out. <laughs> if you enjoyed um, the last segment we just did, you might enjoy it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you can find Yield Crime at on Twitter at Yield Crime Pod and on Instagram and Facebook at Yield Crime Podcast. And you can find Pineapple Pizza at Pineapp App Pod on Twitter and Pineapp Pizza Podcast on Instagram. <laughs> I had to think about it. <laughs> that was like a test of your knowledge there. <laughs> There's so many P's. Awesome, Lindsay. Well, thank you for being a good sport today. We appreciate having you out as always. Definitely go check out Ye Old Crime Podcast and Pineapple Pizza Podcast. They are amazing shows. Thank you to my co-hosts, John and Sean, for coming out today and for giving their takes. And thank you, Wikimaniacs, for listening. We will see you on Monday. Goodbye. Bye. Great power. For the fifth time, it's your boy, Sean. <laughs> <laughs>